Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Last week, we said no to Satan. And we understood that Satan will come. He will definitely come. After we have prayed and fasted and believing God, Satan will hold. Come. Using Jesus as our model example, after he has fasted and prayed, the first person that showed forth was Satan. Amen. After God has blessed Adam and has given him a wife, the first person that visited them was Satan. Amen. After God has given Abraham a promise, Abraham, I'm going to make you a blessing, you'll be blessed. God has told Abraham everything good that is going to be made of him. Has showed him with strong prophecy. God himself has spoken to Abraham. The first person that spoke to Eve, uh, Sarah was Satan. Sarah, why are you wasting time? Fix Abraham. When you fix Abraham, all these things will be resolved. And Sarah thought it was God fixed Abraham and that was the problem we have up to today. Hallelujah. So anytime we are believing God for a major revival and breakthrough, Satan will be the first to speak or to come. And last week we discovered who Satan will come to and how he will come and how he will present it. But today we want to look at the symptoms. If Satan comes around, how do you know? Somebody that Satan is around, an environment that Satan is around, how do you detect? How do you know that Satan is here? Hallelujah. And how do we counter it? How do we overcome it? Because, you know, I don't like preaching and mentioning Satan, no. It's not one of the names I'm so interested in. As a matter of fact, even if I'm praying and binding, I don't want to mention that name. It's not part of the names I like. Okay? But I think God wants us to be aware of some, some things. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 28 verse 1 to 19. I'm not going to read it all. It is your assignment to read the Bible. If you don't read it, and I say a lie, I'm preaching to you. God will punish me and God will punish you too. So when you go read it. Ezekiel 28 verse 1 to 19. We shall not read all. The word of the Lord came to me again saying. Son of man say to the prince of Tyre, That says the Lord God. Because your heart is lifted up. And you say I am a God. I sit in the seat of God. In the midst of the seas. Yet you are a man. And not a God. Though you set your heart as the heart of a God. Behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. With your wisdom and your understanding, you have gained riches for yourself and gathered gold and silver into your treasuries. But your great wisdom in trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. Therefore, that says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God, 
Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most high, the most terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw you down into the pit, and you shall die the death of the slain in the midst of the seas. Will you still say before him who slay you, I am a God, but you shall be a man and not a God in the hand of him who slays you. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of aliens, for I have seen, hallelujah, um, and say to him, that says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection. So here, God is talking about Satan. Okay, before he's falling. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Notice this. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. I will do. The Bible called him an anointed cherub. Who lead praise and worship in heaven. And the Bible said that every time now and then, God comes to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. That is to fellowship. And the work of Satan or Lucifer then is when God comes to Eden, he lead in the worship. He lead in praise. He lead Adam and Eve to praise God. So he said, you were in what? Eden. The garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Deciding so he wasn't what? Satan in the garden of Eden. Amen. He wasn't there. We shall do that one. Okay. Then let's, let's move on. And just by suffering and other stones, the workmanship of your timbrings and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you, you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. So, you see, all this time, there was nothing wrong. He was what? Lucifer. He wasn't Satan. Okay? Now let's move on. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were hot. Created. So all this along, Lucifer, I call him Lucifer, was in the garden of Eden without any leaf. And he led them to worship. He goes to God and give the worship of Adam. He brings back to Adam and Eve the message of God. That was his duty. Until Satan saw the glory of God and saw the glory of man, then envy. Amen. The Bible said that then he said in his heart, I will accept. Because listen, the issue was Satan couldn't understand why do I have all this power, all this anointing? I go to God, I am the only one, I go to God without protocol. I have power over the heavens. Power over everywhere. And remember, when you take the Godhead and you read about the Bible, it seems to look like Satan has control over the, the angels. He was able to win one third. It means he has access over the rest of the host of earth, heaven. But he looked at the glory of God and the power he has. And he looked at the glory God has given to man. And he looked at it and said, No way. How? No, 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 no. I can't, I can't. So immediately he began to envy the position of God. 
But he could not get the position of God until he get the position of what man. Because remember, man was the fourth dimension of God on earth. So when he get control over the earth now, then he can go and look for God's position. That is what come, he managed to get the place of man. When he get, till iniquity was found in you. But the abundance of your trading, you, you became filled with violence, notice, within. And you sinned within. Check it. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God that is heaven. And I destroy you a covering cherub from the midst of the fiery stones. Let's look at the Isaiah 1. Read the rest. Look at Isaiah 1. I want us to pray. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer? Do you see the Bible didn't say Satan? You see, he fell like what? Lucifer. Then when he got to the earth, he now became Satan. Son of the morning, how you are cast down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest side of the north. So, after Lucifer, iniquity has entered him and God has cast him out. And he has become Satan. There were certain things that the Bible spoke about him. When he became Satan. Amen. And anybody Satan is around his or her life. These symptoms and these characteristics about Satan will be seen. Hello. Let's look at when Satan had access in the life of Peter. Then we understand certain things and I will use that to develop the, the subject for today. So let's look at Three, Luke chapter 22, 31, 34, John, gospel. You see that Jesus said, Peter, Satan have sought to sift you, but I prayed for you that when you return, and remember last week I told you that it happened. Because if it will not happen, Jesus wouldn't have said, when you return. It means it will happen. Satan will sift you, but you will return. Hallelujah. Satan succeeded in sifting Peter and, and when we say that Satan has sifted a person or Satan has sifted a person, um, let me explain it unto you because most of you, you don't understand. How does it mean for Satan to sift a person or sift a person? It means the devil brings the believer to a situation, a process where the devil will bring the believer to a situation where the believer will compromise his faith and Satan will succeed in taking the presence of God in the believer, leaving the believer to be carnal. Okay? So he brings you to a situation where you will compromise your faith and the moment you compromise your faith, he removes the presence of God that you have and you become carnal. And the moment you become carnal, you go ahead to do everything he wants you to do. So, Satan succeeded in sifting Peter and when Peter was sifted, the first thing we see was what? Peter denied Jesus. He denied Jesus. And how is it to deny Jesus? That is, when you are put under a crucial circumstances, when you begin to act contrary to what Jesus will want you to do. 
Hallelujah. To deny Jesus, is it not to say that, uh, Jesus, I don't believe in you again. No. Peter did not stop believing in Jesus. So he still believed in Jesus. <laughs> but he denied him. He refused to stay, to remain, to testify, and to belong to Jesus under strange circumstances. Some of us, we go through a situation and we refuse to identify ourselves as Christians. Listen, there are some of us at a certain position, you don't identify yourself as a Christian. Hello? I wouldn't deny him that. Me. Denying Jesus. No way. Ladies and gentlemen, as at now, if somebody throw five thousand dollars, pop a new Bible, pop, and they call you choose one. Answer yourself. I am not saying it, but answer yourself. Here, five thousand dollars is here. Pay. You can pay your rent, your children's school fees. You you will do it right now. And there's a fresh Bible. That's the first. Oh, as for Bible, I have one. Bible, even this is a Bible. So why do I need Bible again? I need the money. How many of us are going to think where from the source of that money? Why is this person putting 5,000 here? Why didn't he give it in the church? But he's rather giving the $5,000 in addition to a Bible and ask me to decide between my faith and my need. That is where it will tell whether you deny Christ or not. If you have never been in the situation of Peter, you say that as for Peter, you deny Jesus. But let me tell you, whenever Satan is around your life, you deny Jesus without no. And this morning, check your life. How many times have you turned your back against Christ? How many times? Amen. How many times have you turned your back against Christ? Number two, rejection. When Satan comes around a person's life, the one who reject faith and follow their interests. Peter did not only deny Jesus, so he rejected his faith. Hallelujah. I don't know him. No. He said, oh, this one is also one of them who followed him. Say, hey, I don't follow him. He denied his faith. He rejected his faith. Hallelujah. How many of us are rejecting our faith? Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes your faith will bring you before the sword. Sometimes your faith will put you in a situation where if you say yes, you will die. And I've been telling you what when I got born again and my faith brought me before my father. That day, in fact, I was scared because I haven't seen my father wild like that before. I didn't even know my father because I used to see my father with this walking stick. I didn't know that it is a two-edged sword. I don't know. He went inside, came out, and when he came out, he was holding this sword, his stick, and then he drew it in the water sword. He said, that, my son, you either stay in this house, do what I tell you to do, or you be- if you believe that you are going to whatever spirit that you are bringing in this house, Leave here and don't come here again. But if you deny it and you stay here, I'll kill you. My own father. And this, my mother was like, my mother has gone down. I beg, 
please please don't let your father be angry against you if your father turn against you that is going to be the end of your life don't do this ladies and gentlemen at a moment my mind was torn into two my father or my fate should i walk over you know with blacks the moment you turn hey you have walked they will say everything. And my mother was pleading. My big sisters, my big brothers, don't do it on this. And if I was standing there and I was weeping. I was weeping. And I don't know whether to continue in church or whether to stop it. And at that moment, I was coming to Accra to go to Bible school. I was totally torn apart to reject my faith and follow the interest of my parents or to continue. I don't know whatever came on me. I just told my father, I said, Baba, you know something? It is two options. If I keep my faith and stay here, you will kill me. And if I go and my faith does not work also, I will die out there all the same. For whatever reason, I think I would rather follow my faith. But I'm going, the next time I'll come back to this house, you will not kill me, you shall receive me. There was some stubborn faith. Wasn't ready to deny him. Listen, you know the reason why? Because I have seen the in and out of his God. Everything about his God, I've seen it. So staying with him, what is going to be new? What is going to be new? I better go so that if I die, I die. If I live, I live. In all my ways, I am for Christ. I left, I followed my faith. Five years later. When I returned to the house, I returned with the car. And when my father saw the car parked, he asked, Whose car is that? And they said, It's your son. Which of them? They mentioned my name. Say, Is he back? And they said, Yes. Then he came out. He called me, Come. When I came, he said, Where did you get it from? <laughs> I said, My God gave it to me. You know what he said? He said, my ancestors have been worshipping our ancestry. My fathers have been worshipping our ancestry. I have been worshipping our ancestry. All these years, nobody in the family has bought a car before. You are the first to bring a car in this house. Worship your God. I support you. May it be said of you, ladies and gentlemen, I release faith upon your life that may you never reject your faith. God saved them from. You see that they go back there. The life that was no good that you ran away from, you will run back into it. This morning, if you are here and you have gone back to a lifestyle that you left and came to Jesus and you, you see that for whatever reason you've gone back, I came with the power of deliverance. I came with the hand of the Holy Ghost. I came with the Spirit of God. I came with the supernatural anointing. I came with the Spirit that redeemed us, that may the Lord bring you back in the name of Jesus. You shall never remain in it. Peter went back to fishing. He backslided. Dear ones, but because Jesus has prayed for him, and it was because of the prayer of Jesus, that returned him. You know something? Jesus had to go to this coast. And Jesus saw him there. Peter! Have you caught any fish? He said, no. You know something? When the devil succeeded in backsliding you, your life will become difficult and worse than when you were, were an unbeliever. 
Amen. When he succeeds in taking you back to the world, you will be miserable than when you didn't know Jesus at first. When Peter didn't know Christ, at least he could fish all day and didn't get some and it was an encouraging. After all, it wasn't time for fishing. Amen. But when Peter denied Christ, rejected his faith, and went back to fishing, he stood there the, the, the whole night. And this time when Jesus came, he said, Peter, have you any fish? He said, I didn't cut some. The first attempt, Jesus said, lunch into the deep. The second, Jesus didn't say, lunch into the deep. Listen, if you allow Satan to backslide you, mercy shall no longer be there for you. And I pray, may his mercy never leave you. Because listen to me. The Bible said that, shall we continue in sinning so that grace should be about? And Paul said that, definitely no. Because once he brought you, mercy has redeemed you. He expects that you stand. That is why the Bible said that, fights for your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Because listen, this walk, this battle, it is not a flexy one. It is not a nice one. The walk of faith, Paul said that, fight the good fight of faith. And after you have fought, stand and what? Fight again. It is not an easy battle. Then you think you take it rosary. If you play the game, the devil will cut you off. And mercy may not there before you. Jesus did not go back and say, Peter, launch into the deep. No, but his, I can't allow you to perish. Even though you messed up with the mercy I gave you by my compassion, I will bring you by, ladies and gentlemen. We messed up, but this morning, the compassion is available unto us. Or some of us, we put for granted the grace God gave to us, but He's giving us a second chance. His compassion is available for us this morning. All you need is to hear His voice and come back. We have allowed Satan to take us back. A life that we ran away from, we have run back into it. A condition we ran away from, we have run back into it. A situation that we left, we have gone back into it. And you know something? His compassion is there for you. He has baked a bread and a fish. So come back and eat it. When you go back into the world, it does not matter what you get or what you gain. You can never be satisfied. Hallelujah. In causing you to deny, to reject and backslide. We see that in the life of Lucifer. He denied God. He rejected his faith. And he backslided. What happened? We see five things taking place in their life. The Bible said that you become violent. You become violent. The Bible said that and Satan has become violent. Peter became violent. You know what happened? When the people came to arrest Jesus, Peter, for whatever reason, just pulled a sword. Has caught the ears. Jesus, they they ask you. If I wanted to fight them, I'm strong. I can command angels from heaven, they will come and finish them. But who asks you? Anytime you find yourself to become violently in this life, know that what? The devil has seized a in your life. People that Satan have succeeded around their life, they are very violent. And one of the signs of a violent person 
is impatience. Amen. It's what? Impatience. And very offensive. What you should not be angry, you are angry. You can't tolerate your fellow Christian. You can't tolerate your fellow brother. Anybody here that you know that you are impatient, you are very offensive, may God deliver you this morning. You know something? I see God lifting up people. Let me tell you. It's real. I see God lifting up people in this house. I see great promotions. I see great elevations. I see God making people great from this church. But one thing that is going to cause them is impatience on offense. And I want God to deal with it so that it doesn't bring you down. You become very impatient. The person becomes abusive and bloodshed. They abuse people. You can see believers who abuse fellow Christians and fellow human beings and they don't feel anything. They kill without any conscience. They destroy. And sometimes you ask yourself, are we all Christians? Hallelujah. And then we commit crimes that we never would have done. See, Christians committing crimes that will never, will never ever had mentioned us. And fraud. And tell yourself that God, forgive me my sins. Psalm 55 verse 9 and 10. Let's read it and then we pray. How do we overcome Satan around us? And making us become violent. Destroy our Lord. And divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Destroy. It is a spirit. Violent is a spirit. Of Satan. It walks around. It moves around. It lives around. And it lays hold of people's life. Is what for God to destroy that violence and strife? Number ten. Day and night they go around it on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. People who are violent always, even where there's no trouble, they will make trouble. Where there's no peace, they will create problem. You will be walking somewhere having your piece of life. When they come around you, they will make trouble for you. Hallelujah. It is a sign of Satan around. If you see anybody who's always making trouble, always fighting, where there's no fight, is fighting. Where there's no trouble, is trouble. Where everywhere the person is making problem. Notice, Satan is around. Amen. And the only way to diffuse this demonic spirit is to pray to confuse and confound the presence of Satan in and around your life. And this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I lift up the power of God that any satanic presence, any demonic presence around your life and in your life by the spirit of God, by the blood of Jesus, we confuse their works, we confound their works, we frustrate their works, we destroy their works, we destroy their games in the name of Jesus. 
if there's any Satan around you this morning, I lift up the sword of God. If there's any Satan around your house this morning, I lift up the hammer of God. If there's any Satan around your family, around your children, if there's any Satan around your business, I lift up the hand of God. If there's any Satan operating around you, I lift up the spirit of God. I crush them in Jesus' name. I crush them in Jesus' name. And I set you free. Hallelujah. Some of us, and I mean, our life is totally in trouble. Trouble never leaves our house. Trouble never leaves our life. Every day, one trouble. Every day, one problem. Every day, one trouble. Every day, one problem. And you find out, what is it? What is it about? Satan is around. Hallelujah. Satan is what? Around. He's other around your environment or is other inside your life. And as long as we allow him there, dear ones, trouble will never leave your house. When Satan succeeded and entered into the house of Job, dear ones, I don't need you to tell you, number one, his business, pa, his finances, pa, his children, pa, his marriage, pa, his health, pa, after everything, he was now seeking for his faith. When Satan is around your life, when the spirit of violence comes into your life, dear ones, the first is what? He will hit your source of income. He will break your financial source. He will break and listen, when your financial source, when your source of welfare is cut off, I'm telling you, you will do anything. When money is not with you, you will do anything. You will do anything. Amen. Don't tell me that pastor, I have faith. I have faith. Yes, I know some of us who have faith. But I'm telling you, let you live um, two months without money in your pocket. You will see the kind of decisions and the kind of moves you will make. Let's see. Some of us brothers, we will make some moves. The moves we are making now is more. Which God is about to deliver us. And if Satan should push some of the moves we make is terrible. Some of you sisters, we know the move we'll be making. We know the demand we've been demanding. You are demanding car from somebody you know that you don't demand car from that person. And the person should buy car for you by all means. What, what kind of spirit is that? It's not your father, it's not your mother, it's not your husband, it's not everything. Even if it's your boyfriend or your fiancé, they are not guaranteed to buy you a car. But you are demanding and because they will not buy that car for you, sometimes you won't talk. Don't talk to me. They call you. Don't call me. They touch you. Don't t- In the first place, touching you is wrong. And they, because they will not buy the car, don't touch me. Look at this. Look at this. You are demanding because you know something there is no money and not only there is no money Satan has stepped into your life and when he steps into your life he will hit your source of income and when he hits it the next thing is Satan will put greed all of a sudden uh, 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 Lucifer has become greedy what God has given to him he is not content he wants what God has he wants what Adam has if God wanted to give Satan a wife, God would have created a wife for him to talk with. 
God knows that Satan can do without a wife. He came to the earth. The monkeys are there. The bears are there. Elephants are there. Hippopotamus are there. Rhinoceros are there. Horses are there. Giraffe is there. It is the man's wife. May Satan be chased out of your life. Today may Satan be scattered out of your life. Today may Satan pick his bags and package. May he pick all his luggages. May he leave your house for good in the name of Jesus. We put fire at the back of Satan. That as he packs his bags, fire will be burning. He can't come back. We put fire. As he leaves, he will not return back into your house. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If. What does if want? What does if want? Everything in the garden is for you. One thing God said that if. This thing is not good for you. It's not that it's even good. There's a tree sitting there, which is the tree of the knowledge of what? Good. If it is. Like by now, I don't think anything bad towards any human being. Everything I shall be thinking is good. Everything I'll be doing is good. Everything, all of us will be good people. I open my door without afraid. You come to my house, I'm not scared. this man, this man, you are standing there I am not afraid that you are going to gossip there will be nothing evil it is sitting there if it is trouble the one God said that if, this one if you touch it trouble is in it Satan is around when Satan comes around your life listen, you don't do things that will promote your life, you do things that will put your life in trouble when Satan is around you, steps that will put you in trouble, those are the steps you take. Some of us check your life. You see that where good is, you can't go there. Where trouble is, you are always going there. What to do for your life to be better, you won't do it. What to do for your life to be in problem, that is what you want to do. Satan is around Romans chapter 7. Verse 7 to 14. The good I know to do, I can't do it. But the wrong I don't want to do, that is what I do it. Oh, Richard, man, what is happening? There are two forces fighting me. I see in my members the spirit of good and the spirit of what is sin. But I see the spirit of sin, Satan, stronger. And he said that who can save me except the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, the Lord Jesus will save you from every satanic presence. From every demonic presence. From every satanic activities. From every works of Satan happening around your life. Receive it.